Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... You watch your language. You have quite the potty mouth. Be mindful of the language you use. Curse words. The A word, the F word, and the S word. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you did that 20-minute takedown of Bernie Sanders and never mentioned Hillary Clinton, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, June 10th, 2016, we're going to make it after all edition of the show, where we break down all the reasons people don't like Hillary Clinton. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by the financial industry. The financial industry, we own you. Literally, we own you. Sit down, shut up. Who is paying for this little podcast? That's right, so you'll do as you're told. You wouldn't want to have to go back to working at a vet hospital, would you? We didn't think so. So why don't you make your little jokes, play your funny little clips, and pretend to talk to Gavin and everything will be fine. If you would like to sponsor the show, perhaps with a job in academia or writing for an online magazine, please, please get in touch. And I've always said that, ever since I was a young boy growing up in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, Brooklyn. <laughs> and when it comes to that darn Wall Street, I've always believed no bank can be too big to fail, no executive too, you know the rest. It's that famous mobilizing sentence that works on you guys that I've been saying this whole time. So thank you, millennials, for lending your support to the biggest outsider Jew in the race. Hillary Rodham Clinton. There's a lot of work to be done, and that is why I am sick and tired of hearing about my own damn emails. This message was paid for by Hillary Clinton. Feel the burn for her. I'm whoever you want me to be, and I approve this message. This week, Hillary Clinton wrapped up the Democratic nomination for President of the United States. Her decisive victories in New Jersey and California, along with supporting superdelegates, put her over the 2,283 delegate threshold to secure the nomination. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont has, as of press time, not conceded the race, despite calls from members of the party, meetings with the president, and even some of his supporters. But Bernie be like, So, you know, he's going to do his own thing for a little while, but we're all pretty sure that after D.C. on the 14th, he's going to drop out. But a couple of weeks ago, we did a show about Bernie dropping out, and the reactions from the listeners, well, to say they were mixed? Kill him. Kill him now. While I fully stand behind everything I said about Bernie, it occurs to me that I've been remiss in criticizing the very real things there are about Hillary Clinton to criticize. And I aim to make amends for that this week, with a clear-eyed assessment of why people just don't like her. Are you insane? Not yet. But chances are, by the time I'm done with this, 
I will be. After a few weeks of being basically the presumptive nominee, Clinton and Trump are in a statistical dead heat nationally, most of the polls, at least within the margin of error. And a couple of polls by Fox News showed Trump ahead in some key swing states. My God, Gavin, really? You you don't think people already hate us enough without dredging up that moldy old corpse? Uh, you, this is why you get the hate mail. This was, of course, uh, before Trump said his really insightful, intelligent things about Mexican judges and Muslim judges and started with his Pocahontas riffs. So needless to say, his poll numbers are dropping faster than Gavin's hard on when he forgets to lock the bathroom door and his mom walks in. And polls this early are all, they're never accurate. If you look back at 2008, McCain had a modest lead in national polls against Obama, did a Romney in 2012, and you notice how neither one of those two guys were ever called Mr. President. But the one constant we see in polling is that people don't like Hillary Clinton. Man, I wouldn't trust that bitch. Nope. Real Clear Politics polling aggregate shows Hillary's favorable rating only at 37% and her total unfavorable ratings at 56 for a net unfavorable rating of 19%. And normally, this would be a death knell for a candidate. But somehow, Trump's unfavorables are much worse. Trump is a metaphorical shitter fire and is rapidly moving towards a literal one. I mean, have you seen his campaign staff lately? They're in the port of John with the gasoline. Now, Hillary has been a polarizing figure for decades. But that polarization was largely along partisan lines. And as recently as November, she held tremendous net positive favorable ratings. But around April of this year, they began to nosedive as it became increasingly clear that she was actually going to be the nominee. Plus, I think maybe some of you Sanders supporters said some unflattering things about her. But I'm not here to point the accusing finger of Dave Blaine. So why is Hillary so unpopular? Come, child, come on a trip with me down the history hole. Back in 1993, Hillary Rodham Clinton became first lady of the United States. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. (laughs) She did some pretty controversial things right off the bat. The first was which was to use her maiden name as part of her professional name. No shit. Seriously, the Rodham part of her name was said with the same sort of venom you hear these days from people who emphasize Hussein in the president's name. She also possessed the temerity to come with a law degree, a professional degree independent of her husband's, and was open about her role as a policy advisor to her husband, the president. This pissed off the sort of people who like to be pissed off about these sort of things. Then there was health care. I I like to call it Hillary Care, although no one did back then. It it was actually a lot like what became Obamacare. Unlike Obamacare, however, Hillary Care never drew a breath, even in a Democrat-controlled Congress. There were lawsuits about Hillary's involvement in meetings, massive resistance from insurance providers and doctors. In short, the Clintons took it in the teeth on health care. And whose fault was it if you ask both sides? Well... Hillary got the blame. Oh, and the scandals. 
fuck me, where do we begin? Whitewater, some kind of land deal gone wrong for which everyone was cleared of any wrongdoing in the administration. Travelgate, where the White House travel office was fired, as is the complete legal right of any income administration for any or no reason for which she was cleared of any wrongdoing. Filegate. This is bullshit. Where she was accused of accessing FBI security files for political reasons for which she was cleared of any wrongdoing. The cattle futures controversy, where she made a lot of money on cattle cattle futures, there was no investigation and she was never charged with any wrongdoing. Finally, there was the Vince Foster suicide, whom she was alleged to be having an affair with. Some people have even said he may have been Chelsea's father, and Hillary had him killed to cover up her crimes. All of which, oh no, she totally did that. I'm fucking kidding. The claims are absurd on every level and do not merit any further discussion. So, of course, you know, Trump is talking about them. And finally, there was the Lewinsky scandal. I guess that was Lewinsky Gate, Blowjob Gate. Honestly, I've forgotten. I've tried to put it out of my mind. Now, over the years, Hillary caught a lot of flack from the right for saying things like she had better things to do than... I suppose I could have stayed home and baked cookies and had teas, but what I decided to do was to fulfill my profession, which I entered before my husband was in public life. But at the same time, there was Bill's penchant for the ladies, and all the time she defended him from the many allegations by a lot of women. This caught flack from the feminist intelligentsia who considered her actions a betrayal of women. Yet, oddly, her gravitas during the Lewinsky scandal made her more appealing to a lot of women, just not left-wing feminists. While Bill came across looking like, well, the horn dog he actually is, Hillary came out of that kind of dignified, maybe even noble. This in no way undercuts the narrative that she was simply a political creature whose every action was coldly calculated to further her own political ambition— Her marriage to Bill, his political career, her position as First Lady were all about launching her own career, which she actually did while Bill was still in office. Hillary moved to New York, established residence, and started to run for for senator from New York, initially against Rudy Giuliani, the mayor of 9-11, in what most considered to be a fairly tight race, but Rudy folded... God, the jokes I could make about Rudy, but honestly, the show's running long already, and I'm trying to be the better man. And her opponent ended up being some dude which named Rick Lazio, which no one has ever heard of. And, and in short order, she became senator from New York in a landslide. This, of course, is because the elections were rigged, if you believe the people who say things like that. It was Senator Hillary Clinton, we lost the Rodham along the way, which began the earning the enmity of the left. This is where things get complicated because I'm trying to sum up years of shit in just a few words, okay? She supported the Iraq invasion. Well, that wasn't as hard as I thought, was it? Because the rest of her Senate votes were fairly standard center-left policy. She voted against several anti-gay marriage laws, for some environmental protections, against some others, against the 2000 surge in Iraq, smacked down General Petraeus in some hearings. She voted for veterans' benefits. Well, you, you can read the Wikipedia articles just as well as I can. In short, Senator Clinton... I love you, I love you, bitch. ...had great approval ratings and was widely regarded, even by some Republicans, as a good senator. But then came her presidential campaign in 2008 and all the shit that came out of that. 
Obama taps her for Secretary of State after he wins, and then the fun begins. I mean, Jesus, do I need to go over the email thing and Benghazi because fuck me, I can't do it. I'm exhausted from talking about all the old shit. I can't get down in the dirt on this other stuff. What is fucking amazing is that outside of the right-wing derpitudes, Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State is one of the most popular and influential people in the world, poll after poll. Listen to her as number one or at least the top three women in the world. People loved Hillary as Secretary Clinton, just like they kind of loved Senator Clinton. So why is it when she's running for president, everyone is all of a sudden... God, I hate her. (sighs) Okay, here goes. I know several people who've worked directly with her and for her during her time as First Lady. Met her once very briefly myself. And Hillary is not in person what one would call warm. It's widely reported that she's distant, aloof, condescending, and superior, and a lot of this comes across when Hillary's on the stump. She really struggles to connect on an emotional level with voters. Her critics use this as proof she's out of touch with what it means to be a real American trademark. They say she's secretive, and you know what? I would say she's got some good goddamn reasons to be that way. Well, it's a well-known fact, Sonny Jim, that there's a secret society of the five wealthiest people in the world, known as the Pentaveret, who run everything in the world, including the newspapers, and meet tri-annually at a secret country mansion in Colorado known as the Meadows. No, not those. She's just a lackey. She's not a member. For three and a half decades, the press, the Republicans... The FBI, the special prosecutors, and now Bernie Sanders are all digging through every facet of her life, public and private, looking for something, anything they can use against her or Bill. Her reasoning behind the whole email server shitstorm was wanting to keep her private emails off of a government server, although she wanted to use them on the same device, and she just had bad, she had bad IT people, all right? But since every government email is subject to a Freedom of Information Act request and her one-liner email to an aide about needing to take a shit during a press conference so find a way to call a recess ends up on Drudge with the headline, Hillary full of shit just like we always said, you could think maybe she had a reason. And a possibly valid counter-argument to this is that the Clintons were conducting any number of shady deals via email, raising illicit money for the foundation or for election campaigns from the sort of people they don't want, to, they don't want the public to know about. I find this incredibly unlikely, though you will now accuse me of being a Clinton shill, for the simple reason the Clintons are not fucking idiots. You think they would be dumb enough to send an email to a Chinese businessman saying, Hey, Chen, how about giving me $2 million and we'll walk this bill through the Senate for you? You think they can't maybe get a burner phone for that shit? And still, the email thing is demonstrative that Clinton's gun shyness around secrecy leads her to make bad decisions. I think she's an incredibly smart person, but is also really fucking stupid in the way really smart people tend to be. They develop overly complex solutions for really simple problems. And I really don't want my personal correspondence open to other people to be read. How should I handle that? 
I know, I'll build my own private email server in my basement. And while the average person would say everyone with a fucking corporate email address would think, wow, I'll just get a private email address and use a proxy server. I mean, we had Gmail in 2008, Hillary. I had one in 2005. The least you could have done was to get a Yahoo mail or something or use your AOL account because you're in your 60s and we all know you still have one. The next valid complaint is that Hillary is in bed with Wall Street. Absolutely true. No denied it. Unquestionably valid that Hillary Clinton was and is taking large amounts of money from Wall Street. She gave speeches to Goldman Sachs, who are everything but movie villains in the financial world. I hear they actually give their new analyst a long-haired white cat to stroke while they're sitting at their desk. Look what you did to Mr. Bigglesworth! And then refuses to release the transcripts of those perfectly legal speeches. And she's refusing to release them for a good reason. Because I bet she told those evil pricks over at Goldman they were the best sons of bitches in the world and that they were single-handedly saving the American dream and that in a different era she would personally go out and buy them all hookers and blow. Wasn't there, mind you. I'm just spitballing here. The Clinton campaign staff would point out that nothing she did was unethical and certainly it wasn't illegal. It's politics. Because to get elected to a national office from New York State, you just rim job Wall Street. If you want to get elected to a state or local office, you lavishly tongue the assholes of a real estate developer. But all politics, when you think about it, are local. And if you've ever heard a small town mayor deliver political hand jobs to local businessmen, you can see on a micro scale what Hillary is doing on a macro scale. Though her hand jobs are metaphorical, unlike Mayor Clem Cletus of Broke Dick, Arkansas, whose handies are well throughout the state as works of freaking art. She's delivering political hand jobs from donations. It's disgusting. Sure, I mean, come on, who likes giving a hand job? All you do is wind up with a sore wrist and somebody owing you a favor. But in politics, that favor is repaid. Which reminds me. I still owe Brenda Doherty a favor for a night at Dower's Karaoke in 1996. I get it. I really do. Hillary's association with Wall Street and other big business certainly calls into question how she would govern in response to these entities. Will she give them favorable treatment? Will she push an agenda favorable to their profits? Oh, absolutely, most certainly. So would everyone else, even Bernie, when he discovered the reality of sitting in that fucking Oval Office chair. Kill you, motherfucker. I'll kill you. I'll just enjoy better. Oh, everybody likes to think that they're going to be so much better. But you know what? The financial sector compromises 7 to 8% of GDP on average. That might seem small on the surface until you realize the only thing larger is the housing market and the government. Oh, and by the way, just like the government, the financial industry is utterly entwined with every single element of the fucking economy from the ground up. It is the grease that makes the wheels of the American economy turn. Everybody betrayed me. I fed up with this world. Hillary isn't the candidate to reform Wall Street, but I hate to break it to you, neither is Bernie. 
You can't just walk in and break up the banks. Aside from the money and influence they wield, there's the whole breaking the economy thing. I don't give a fuck what Bernie says on the stump. He ain't breaking shit up. If you want to reform Wall Street, you need to understand Wall Street. There's only one person on our side who can do that, and she's a woman, and her name is Elizabeth Warren. But I don't think that there is any question that Hillary Clinton is a deeply flawed candidate. Her history with scandals, her ties to Wall Street, her penchant for secrecy, her elitism, her condescending superiority, her ambition, her perceived sense of entitlement, her smug intellectualism, her vagina. And what were, what was he saying again? I can't believe he was saying that. Oh, oh, oh the last bit? Oh, she's got a vagina. I'm gonna cut you, you, you guys knew about the vagina, right? Because of all the things I just listed in that last paragraph, they are traits universal to all politicians, save one. That, that whole vagina thing. Because of all those things, they're a common to presidents to some degree or another. Richard Nixon, perhaps an unfortunate comparison, was all of these things magnified by a thousand, except, you know, the vagina. While presidential candidates are actively disliked over the years, and increasingly so during these partisan times, the levels of rancor from people within their own party are just fucking stunning. JFK, a better comparison perhaps, was far more of each of Hillary's flaws, yet he is remembered as one of the greatest presidents of all times, and he would stick his dick in anything that moved. When JFK came over to the house... Come to my house to fish stop swimming. JFK makes Bill Clinton look like Gavin at a Magic the Gathering convention. But everybody loves him. Hey, maybe he's still got that assassination bump carrying him along. But Hillary... People list those traits over and over again as reason why she isn't fit to be president. And I swear to you, it's got to come back to the vagina. Otherwise, why do so many people fail straight into the misogyny thing when criticizing Hillary? I mean, not you. Not you. I mean, your reasons are perfectly sound and have nothing to do with all with you seeing all kinds of traits we traditionally find tolerable, fuck even pleasing in a male candidate. But when you see them in a woman, you just keep saying to yourself, but she's a woman! Even if you found these things objectionable, you would certainly never hold them against her when it comes time to accept the nominee with the most votes, the most delegates, the most states, because you couldn't accept the policies she stands for, right? I mean, it's not like the guy you voted for twice in the past eight years holds the exact same policies and positions about banks, about wars. I mean, it's not like she spent six years as one of his chief advisors. I mean, if she's fucking awful about everything, but you still kind of think that the current president is a pretty good president, and given the choice between continuing a pretty good president or risking a chance on the White House fall into a tufted orange douche, you would be willing to just sit out voting? You wouldn't do that for any reason about vagina-related things at all. Because, hey, he may be a dangerous dictator. He may be. He will be. But at least he doesn't have a crusty old pussy. Right, boys? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. Because that's not the sort of thing a good liberal would do. And all of this, of course, just for the liberals that won't vote for 
I mean, the Republicans hired her because she's a woman and she's a Clinton. So that's like a double fucking whammy. The Republicans hate Hillary like a fat kid hates broccoli. I mean, they hate Hillary like an anorexic hates cake. That's not very nice. I know, and I'm a horrible person for saying that. And if you won't vote for Hillary Clinton, if anywhere's in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, you won't vote for her because she's a woman, then you're a fucking awful person too. And there's a lot of you out there. You just don't know it. That is it for our show this week. We came so close to chucking this one for a long rant, teaching dudes not to rape. But it turns out even when you try really, really hard using funny drops and talking about rape, not funny. Who knew? You know what we do know is that you can find this show wherever finer podcasts are sold, like iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Podcast. Bill Clinton would like you very much to leave a rating and review so that other people can find the show. If you're interested in more of my wit and wisdom, you can follow me at the show's feed on Twitter, at the hell underscore podcast, the show name on Facebook, and all of the shows, of course, are on SoundCloud, at the show name, or at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. Remember, as always, death threats should be addressed to producer Gavin. I found him crying in the studio the other night. I mean, some of you guys are just mean. But for me, Dave Bledsoe, the crybaby producer Gavin, and all the other fictional people on this show, we want you to know she can turn the world on with her smile. She can take a nothing vote and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. We're with her, and we will know it. With every little show, we will show it. Hill is all around. You've got to face it. In this fall, she's going to take it. We might just make it after all. See you next week. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.